Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 302 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in Ann Arbor. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. In our last episode, we shared 12 of our favorite personal productivity tips to help you plow your way through your to-dos before the end of the year. In this episode, we wanted to try a topic that we are certain no legal or legal tech podcast has ever even tried before and look at ways to intentionally use audio to enhance productivity, relaxation, creativity, and more. Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will indeed be discussing some ways to use uh, some rather interesting audio tools to enhance your work, your productivity, and maybe your life. In our second segment, we're going to give our own spin on holiday tech gift lists, as in, what do we want for the holidays? And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip website or observation that you can use the second that this podcast is over. But first up, uh, more productive living through audio. Uh, in our last episode, we discussed productivity tips from a familiar standpoint. Uh, in this episode, we are sticking with the productivity theme, but we are venturing into unknown waters for some, a different area for us, one we bet most of you don't have a lot of contact with, and that is the use of audio, music, and sounds to improve focus concentration and help you work better and be more productive. I'm going to admit that I think I'm going to be the cynic in this episode. I'm I'm open to the idea, but I've yet to see the benefits of it, uh, and so I'll be a little bit of the the the, the grump on this. But uh, but I, I, I let's let's start out by saying, Dennis, why not get started by giving our listeners a better idea of what the heck we're talking about when we talk about audio and helping people improve their focus and productivity. Well, I saw this uh, term today, which is not one that I had used before, but I actually think is a good descriptive term for this area, and it's functional music. So if you think about it, people use music for all sorts of purposes. Uh, you know, a lot of people listen to music when they work out, when they walk, whatever. Um, and there's actually been some science around um, how audio affects uh you know, the way our bodies work, the way our minds work. And so you, uh, at certain workouts, if you use music with the certain beats per minute, that can be helpful. Uh, music can be motivating, those sorts of things. So, but in the, in what we're looking at is we're looking to say, take that basic concept that everybody is familiar with, like, oh, I, I feel more energy or I can work out better when I listen to certain music. And we're trying to do it in a, targeted sort of sort of way and there's a whole bunch of categories uh, that uh, show up in, in this area so you can, it goes from just background music where you just want, kind of want to maybe 
tone down uh, interruptions with like a, and put yourself in in what I would call a soundscape that's that uh, it feels good to you and uh, reduces distractions. There's uh, music for that is for relaxation or mood. So you might think if you go to a spa or something like that, you're going to hear certain types of music. There's definitely music for uh, focus and concentration. Sometimes uh, there is noise, uh, so you might have white noise or pink noise, uh, nature sounds. I've used music for to help me sleep. And then you also can use, uh, not exactly music, but noise cancellation, I think, is another example of it. So, so there's a lot out there, Tom. So uh, a lot of things to choose from. I, I, I'm surprised you haven't found one that uh, appeals to you. Well, but it depends on what you're looking for and what you want to do. So because there's a couple of ways to think about this. Let's come back to the science really quickly. I want to throw some scientific terms around and get the geek stuff out of the way and then and then maybe talk about practically how this works and, and what we think about it. There's a concept that's called dynamic attending theory. There's a lot about that that I don't understand. I tried to learn about it for this podcast. It was so hard. I did not. It was too much science for me. Basically, it's the idea that it is possible to use music or sounds to sort of synchronize with your brain waves and thereby improve brain performance to create what they what the the people who are working on this would call a flow state a state where you can arguably be more productive um, and so the argument behind this kind of music is that uh, most music is distracting there are some ways that it distracts you and and it finds ways to grab your attention. And I will tell you, there are certain kinds of music that, you know, I listen to some of my favorite Beethoven symphonies. There are parts of those symphonies that I really love and I perk up and I want to listen to it because it's great music. So I get that. Um, and, and, and But I will say that it's not just, it's, I would say primarily songs or music that has lyrics is more distracting. We're, we're, we're not even talking about things with lyrics in this. This is all instrumental music that we're talking here. But the goal is to design music or sounds that are able to sit comfortably in the background and that any attention-grabbing elements are, are either removed, they're depressed, they're something that you don't pay attention to so that the sound basically becomes part of your background and you... It, your brain is aware that it's there, but you personally aren't aware that it's there. Um, there are services, we'll talk about some of them in a minute, that claim that it takes, with a good, a well-designed music track, it takes about three to seven minutes for you to get into a flow state and lock in with the music. This is where I'm skeptical. I've yet to feel what I call a flow state. Maybe I'm in it, and I don't know that I'm in it, but you know, uh, I, it's it's something that I'm having some some challenges with. And and I think that the the thing is is that the types of categories, Dennis, that you describe, there are lots of categories out there, but they're not really designed the way that I'm talking about to have that flow state. They may just naturally do it, or they may help you with it. But what I'm talking about are quote, scientists or others who are actually trying to develop music that will do this for you, not, you know, reverse engineer it and have you listen to music that hopefully will get you there, but it wasn't designed to do it in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me give just a little bit of history. So sometimes you think of background music and you think of music if you if you go back that far. And so music was uh, 
sometimes called music for elevators uh, uh, because it was designed not to get your attention and then in some cases was designed to put you in different kinds of moods so that some people felt that it, certain music played in stores uh, would make you more willing to spend more money. But anyway, so you had that music sort of background notion. And then uh, a musician named Brian Eno kind of uh, took this notion to to an art form, I think, in, with a, a series of, of albums he did. And the most well-known of those is called Music for Airports. And there are some actually airports that play this music because I've, I've heard it before. And the idea is it it's, uh, gives you a sense of calmness in a large space. So really interesting stuff. So if you want to kind of experiment with that world, which is usually known as ambient, and I'll talk about a little bit more about that in a minute. The one that's happened in the last couple of years that's got a lot of attention is a song that's called Weightless from a group called Marconi Union. And uh, it was designed specifically to relax listeners and to encourage sleep. Uh, and it's really interesting. So if you want to experiment it, that is a song to experiment with uh, to see how you feel. But what they've they did some studies on it, and listening to that song lowered resting heart rates by an average of 35% and uh, reduced anxiety in the way that the research study tested it by 65%. So it's a really interesting example of, of, of how to do that and one place of it. And I think it's like Tom, uh, Tom was saying, there is this flow notion. There's also relaxation and, and other things that you might try to do. Focus is, a, is another, another approach. But those are probably two examples of what I would do. And I think, Tom, it also goes to the, that functional music to me is is really intriguing because this really is using music or sounds rather than actually enjoying them. Right. And to come back real quick to the relaxation, I don't know that I think it's important that we talk about relaxation as part of the genre, but we're really more talking about the functional piece of it than the relaxation piece. But there are I would argue dozens of apps out there that, I mean, the helping you get a better night's sleep is a big business. And there's a lot of services out there that will offer primarily, I would guess they are nature sounds. I mean, those are the, the babbling brook, the thunderstorm, the ocean. Those types of things are relaxing to listen to. And uh, if, if I had problems falling asleep, I probably would use one of those services. But I think that, you know, what to me... The sounds that you describe that help you get into more of a focus state, they have to, by necessity, be kind. I put it in a different way. They have to be kind of boring. Um, they they can't be exciting. They can't get your attention. So, and and a lot of times, and what you know, the service that Dennis and I have been using recently, some of the the flow music that they have tends to be very repetitive. It's just over and over and over and over the same type stuff, and it just kind of gets locked in your brain, and you kind of forget that it's there because it's doing the same thing over again. Which um, I think I have to train my brain to accept um, that it might be doing what it's supposed to be doing by by not having me uh, expecting something exciting to come out, uh, come up, and that I'm I'm not paying attention to it. But um, I think that that if you do pay attention to that kind of music, it, it sounds all the same. It, it's 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 not necessarily the most interesting music in the world. But then that's not the point. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that there there is this thing that you do not want the music to interest you as music. And so uh, I w- for me, if, if there's something that says, you know, classical music for relaxation or sleep or something like that, and it just uses slower classical uh, movements, I, that's music is too interesting to me. And it, it doesn't kind of fall into the background or, or work for me in the same way. So I like this genre called uh, ambient, which is tends to be electronic, uh, doesn't have uh, percussion. That's a big thing for me. Uh, I don't like uh, this music that has any kind of percussion because that does pull my attention. And there's a whole genre of it. Uh, and uh, you can find all sorts of things. And it will mix, sometimes mix nature sounds um, and sometimes even like whale sounds. You know, like it's a whole bunch of different things that, that people have done. Uh, I tend to like what I would call international ambient. So sometimes some of the Scandinavian ambient music, Japanese, Chinese, uh, that that sort of thing actually appealed to me, but it tends to be more elect- electronic. On the other, the other end of the spectrum, there are things that I really don't like, uh, and the main one is is white noise uh, because of my own bad experience with a, a bad employment of uh, white noise at, in the workspace that was way too loud and gave me headaches. Uh, so I don't want to go back there. But I think it's sort of that I think you have to experiment and find the things that you like. Because, Tom, you were saying, like, even on the nature sounds for sleep, uh, what I find is that if I'm listening to something on ocean waves, I can't, it's, it, there's something about it that just draws my attention. I can't fall asleep. But if I put like a light rain sound on, that's perfect for me for sleeping, even if there's like thunder in there. So you, you kind of have to do that. So Tom, I know you have a, a different approach and I think that will be interesting to people as, cause it'll sort of illus, illustrate how you need to do some exploring and find something that personally works for you. Well, and that's really the name of it, and is that is that the same things won't work for everybody, because I got to tell you, I really don't like ambient music. Ambient is not my favorite, and so it's not, it's, although I'm intrigued by international that there are actually flavors of ambient, so I may have to go listen to it to see if I can tell the difference between them, but I'm not a fan. I like music that sounds like music, and I, I tend to, uh, you know, I tend to respond better um, to solo piano because it's usually quiet. It's not loud. Um, it's 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 fairly relaxing. Not so much that I would sleep, but it stays pretty much in the background. Um, that is that that's usually what I listen to. If our that or some level of classical. There's some. Um, choral music like a- ancient choral music that I will listen to that sometimes can sound uh, not necessarily like chanting um, but uh, but but sort of the medieval music kind of can get you into that area those are kind of the ones that I uh, tend to gravitate to the most although I think we're going to talk here a bit about different services that you can look at and use and the service that I use really ha- is making an attempt to create specific music that is designed for this. So I've been listening to that and I, I, I would say that it's, it may be close to ambient. I mean, it feel, it, it doesn't really, it's really not close to anything that I've listened to before. I'm giving it a shot. I'm not sure I'm a hundred percent there yet, but, uh, but those are the kinds that generally draw me. 
Come on, Tom, spill the beans. What is, what is the name of that service? All right, the name of the service is Brain.fm. I've been a subscriber for a while. Uh, Dennis, I think you just subscribed recently. It is a service where they literally are trying to patent some scientific uh, technology around around creating this music. You know, they have humans design the music. They don't want it to be uh, computer generated because they want it to sound like music. Um, but they have a specific science that they're following. That said, you can choose music to um, focus, music to relax, music to sleep. It's all slightly different. I kind of listen to it because they have like ocean sounds for focus, ocean sounds for rela- relax relaxation and ocean sounds for sleep, they're all slightly different. They don't sound completely the same. I'm skeptical about why they're different and what the difference is, but um, you can listen to all of those. I will say, though, that some of the Focus tracks, the Focus Classical, they have Focus movie soundtracks, they feel like they would be too distracting to me. So again, it, I come back to what Dennis says. There, are, You need to find out what works best for you. You need to try a lot. And that's why I like Brain.fm because it has a lot of different things to, to choose from. I will say, just doing a quick search around there, there's other places like a, a, a site called generative.fm. Um, there's one called Coffeetivity, where it, it takes in the idea that really what you need and what you've been missing through the pandemic is the sounds from a coffee shop or a cafe. You need people around you talking. You need to hear low voices talking and uh, coffee mugs clattering and silverware clanging around. Um, and then there's another one called Focus at Will. I'll put those in the show notes. There's a couple of sites that I think are re- relatively interesting to look at. Dennis, what about you? What about any services that you've looked at that you think are interesting? Yeah, I mean, I th- I recommend that if you already have a streaming service like Spotify, which many people do, you know, so, uh, but I'm looking at Spotify right now and I see, I just kind of sampling some of the things that the, the playlists I see. So there's, uh, and you see words like serenity, tranquility, ambient, uh, brainwave of music, deep sleep, relaxing. Space music is a very interesting category because it's very open and and kind of uh, uses a lot of synthesizers. But it's personal taste. Like Tom was saying, a lot of people, like I don't like piano. It's a little bit too percussive there are other people who say i really love piano or they might like to have like you know acoustic guitar or other you know flute uh the the native american flute uh genre is pretty popular uh, i don't like that myself uh but you know so, but i i think take your streaming service and then uh the other thing i would say is look for recommendations and there's a there, there's a number of of things out there uh what i'm listening to now in, in spotify there's a guitarist who used to be in a band called king crimson his name's robert fripp and during uh the pandemic he's put together 52 songs that he calls music for quiet moments and i find that uh really really good as just background music in the normal day when i'm not really trying to focus or concentrate or achieve some result so i think that those kinds of things are just going out and you know finding uh 
you know, uh, there's, you know, all sorts of sites like best ambient, you know, albums and stuff like that. And, and finding something to try would be really good. One, one thing you might try that is, is kind of interesting that surprised me is Tibetan Bells um, is another uh, category that can be can be really interesting. Uh, so it's just just sampling. So things. So I think the streaming services are, are really great for this. The other source that I might suggest if you're interested in something that's free is um, go on YouTube. I, I discovered this while I was looking at different live channels. There's a whole area on YouTube. If you look in the menu, you look in the live area and just list all the different things that are going on live. At any given time, there are, I would say, 10, 15 different YouTube channels that are just playing um, what they call either relaxation or study music, and they've got a, they have an, a, a cartoon of a person sitting there studying, and it's designed for you to turn that on and just listen to it. And uh, uh, they're all free. They all are playing music appears to be twenty four seven that is uh, study related or focus related. So if you're looking for a free way to get started, maybe your YouTube live channels would be a way to get started. Yeah, YouTube is is great. I agree with you, and that study. Study category is, is really a, a, another good way to find things. The other thing is kind of interesting on YouTube as you start to experiment with things are things like, you know, fly, fireplaces, you know, like because it's the season for it uh, now. But the fireplace thing and to use that as like a crackling fire as background is, it can, can be an interesting thing to do. And then also I want to go back before we wrap up, Tom, on um, the notion of flow state. And so I think that sometimes like you, you've you put the stuff on, you're expecting this kind of flow state to happen. Usually what I find is I'll put something on, say, like for concentration or creativity, and if I start mind mapping or writing an article or something, I just, you know, realize uh, as I'm working on it that everything is coming really easily. And what I, I thought I had, like maybe three ideas and I'm filling like three pages, uh, you know, with with ideas. And so I, I think the flow kind of comes along and I, I'm not saying it's like totally cause and effect, you know, like flip the switch and it goes. But I, I think it it kind of creates this uh, conducive environment. I mean, I just really love the term uh, soundscape so i don't know tom we can probably wrap up at this point do you think is uh I, I, we'll put some resources in the show notes but uh you can also a lot of people done playlists so i don't know that we would ever get around to that time but it it uh that might be something we could do or we'd certainly uh love for our listeners to share playlists with us or ideas, and I guess Tom, like as you, th as you think about it, and as other people think about it, I think it comes down to you know, like the typical question: Is this a crazy idea or not? Um, so I will give it like a half crazy idea because I think that there's something to it. I am not finding the flow state yet that you're finding. I mean, I, maybe it's there and I'm just not paying attention to it. Maybe it comes so naturally that I don't even notice it. But it's not something that I am immediately saying, whoa, this is amazing. I'm 2x more productive than I was before. I'm so much more focused than I was. But I'm intrigued. I prefer not to work in silence. I agree that the stuff I usually listen to is a little too distracting. So I'm using it. I think it's interesting. And I think that if you're looking for a way to relax, focus, sleep, whatever, um, that looking at one of these services or looking at this type of music definitely be interesting. All right. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break from a message from our sponsors. 
Be the best resource you can for your Spanish-speaking clients with the Spanish Group's Legal Translation Service. Experienced translators ensure accurate translation of your documents with same-day delivery. Confidentiality is ensured, and the Spanish Group guarantees acceptance for certified translations. All that, and their rates are competitive. If you need other languages, the Spanish Group translates in over 140 languages. Mention Legal Talk 20 when you request your quote for 20% off your first translation. Visit thespanishgroup.org. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C and get $500 off with code HAPPY24. Filing court documents, serving legal papers, collecting electronic signatures, all critical parts of the litigation process, yet ones that are time-consuming and error-prone. But what if you could do more straight from your case or document management software? InfoTrack automates data entry, document selection, tracking, and information syncing across all these core tasks and more by integrating with your core systems like Clio, Smokeball, Leap, MyCase, and others. Spend more time on substantive legal work and less time on busy work. Learn how simple it can be at infotrack.com simple. If you're like me, you're probably a bit frustrated with the state of our political system today. Democracy Decoded, a podcast by Campaign Legal Center, examines our government and discusses innovative ideas that could lead to a stronger, more transparent, accountable, and inclusive democracy. Listen at democracydecoded.org to their new season, which takes a deep dive into democracy at the state and local level by highlighting different ways to ensure that every voter's voice is heard. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. This time of year brings out the list for tech gift suggestions. Now, those lists can be helpful, but they often seem like guesses at what other people want or what other people might seem is, uh, see as new or cool. I prefer lists like those from cool tools that tell us what people actually have used and really like. So I thought it would be fun to flip the usual approach to gift suggestions on his head. And in this segment, have time and I tell you what is really on our own tech wish list for ourselves. It's also a good way, frankly, for listeners uh, who are struggling with what to get your favorite podcast hosts uh, as gifts this year uh, to come up with some ideas. So, Tom, what's on your personal tech wish list? Well, and to be quite honest, I've always been sort of the believer that I would rather receive something (laughs) for the holidays that I told somebody to get me rather than to rely on them to actually get me something they thought I wanted. And yes, I'm, I'm, a, bad, I'm a bad gift receiver, but, but I, I like to give people lists. And so I'm going to talk about the three tech things that are highest on my list. And unfortunately, 
we already spilled the beans on them in our 300th episode because number one on the list is a 49-inch monitor, um, and uh, and and I'm I'm still waiting on the Dell Ultra Sharp 49-inch curved monitor. I have a Dell right now that's a 30-some inch. I love it. I really want a little bit more a uh, little bit more real estate. For some reason, 49-inch monitors are part of our supply chain question issue right now and they are the Dell's been out of stock now for almost a year um, I've looked at other brands to see if they're any good and I just haven't found one that I like as much as I think I would like the Dell there are a number of gaming ones out there that I might choose but that's at the top of my list second on my wish list actually this is unfair for me to put it on there because it's not out yet it's going to come out in 2022 at some point but i am super intrigued as a home office person it's from logitech and it's called the logi either logi or logi dock it is a dock that is designed to connect your laptop your monitor it has a speakerphone in it it's compatible with zoom microphone microsoft teams Google Meet. You can join meetings with a button. It is a looks like an incredibly powerful kind of a dock that's built for your home office, and I'm super interested in looking at that. Um, that I think so. The 49 inch monitor, about 1,200 bucks right now at uh, at Dell. The Logi dock is I think they're pricing it about 350 or 400 dollars. Um, and then my last one is I'm looking for different lighting. The lighting that I bought early on in the pandemic uh, for video isn't really working out the way. And the one that I'm kind of intrigued with right now is is from um, LumCube. They've been doing the, the, this kind of lighting for a long time. Um, they have a new light out that's called the Edge Light. And it is a light that both can double as a task light, but it can also be something that will enhance your appearance as well. It's it's got all kinds of uh, uh, arms on it so that it can move around and be very versatile and uh, and adjustable. And um, it's about I, right now it's listed at one hundred and twenty dollar light. And so those are the three things that are interesting me right now on my list. Dennis, what are you asking for on your tech wish list? You know, it's it's weird, and and I mentioned to this. Uh, this to you before is I sort of feel like I've reached this point where I have the tech that I that I want or that I feel that I need, and so there's nothing that's really calling out to me. Like even the the sort of like the big things like a a drone or a three D printer are definitely things I can I can live without. There's like no compelling reason. They're just kind of interesting to me, or you know anything in the robot kind of family. You know it's it's like nice to have, not need. So when I put together the list, I, I see things like uh, APC power backup, Oculus charger, solar chargers, uh, you know, air tags. I am like you, Tom. I, th- I think a lot about lighting, and and maybe we'll have a <laughs> to do a podcast on lightscapes once we figure it out. But video lighting, smart lights, different colors of lights with with LEDs, those kinds of things uh, are interesting to me. Then uh, uh, there is a part of me that uh, has been looking at the Steelcase catalog and uh, wants to go crazy on uh, home office furniture, uh, but that's a little bit outside there. But I would say the the two things that are sort of standout products for me, one would be the AirTags, 
And the other is the uh, the Elgato Stream Deck, I think it's called, about $150. And it's just like a, a little device that will help you switch between the different things you do. It's really good for for video stuff, but you can also use it to trigger macros and other things. I think, Tom, you might have talked about it in a prior podcast as well. Um, but interesting device. None of these are totally necessary for me. So I, like I said, it's, I've reached this point where I'm actually kind of reached this uh, tech equili- equilibrium. So it's uh, uh, kind of an interesting place to be until the, the next uh, few steps forward. So it's kind of anything that helps me get better with with what I already have. But now it's time for our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation. You can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. Uh, so I'll talk about another gadget, and this is actually one that I have. It has become uncomfortable for me to wear headphones during conference calls. I typically have used a set of Bose noise canceling. They've got great mics. The sound is great. I love it. I'm less comfortable wearing that during the day than in the past. And so I was looking for, um, I've, I've tried, my, my my webcam has a microphone on it. People think it sounds like I'm talking from a, a speakerphone. Um, the, la- the microphone laptop, obviously, that's a joke. Then Nobody's going to pay attention to that. I saw an ad and I pounced on it um, for um, Shure, S-H-U-R-E, the microphone company. They have developed a what they call the MV5C home office microphone. It's a little tiny ball microphone. It is um, not designed to be a high-end type microphone like you might hear us talking on right now using. Um, it is, I believe, $89. It's not terribly cheap, but it's not terribly expensive either for a microphone. And I will tell you, the quality on that mic is really very good for what I need it for. Now I can get on calls with clients. I can get on calls. I don't have to put my headphones on. People sound like I'm using a, people hear when they listen to me, it sounds like I'm using a quality microphone. Um, and, uh, and it's really very simple to use. I just plug it into the laptop and good to go. So the Shure MV5C home office microphone. And that just went on to my Amazon wish list because that looks really cool to me. So um, I have two things uh, so one is is the the ABA does uh, law uh, legal technology resource center does uh, annually these things called tech reports which are summaries of different parts of the ABA's annual technology survey uh, and I think there are about eight of them and they're coming out once a week so we're about three or four into them and there are a few more to go I wrote the one on cloud computing there's others out there uh, those are available on the the uh, Law Technology Today uh, website or the Legal Technology Resource Center website, really useful in insights into what's happening in the world of, of technology based on that ABA survey. And I just did something uh, recently that um, I must have done a good enough job because Tom didn't notice I did it, but I completely changed my home office around and I completely rearranged my desk. And I just think that exercise itself at the end of the year is just a really great thing to do as a way to to wrap up this year and just you know looking at the way you do things and making some changes to them and and trying a few new things i think is is really one of uh one of the things i tried that i highly recommend as a tip for the end of the year i mentioned on the last time we did the podcast that i noticed that your desk looked in like it was in a different place so I did note. I noticed these things, Dennis. But I changed it. I, I changed it even uh, after that one. So it's well, this is this is on a, a completely different side of the room now. 
well, okay, then all, all your walls are white. You just moved your pictures across to the other side. All right, we won't argue like this on the podcast this episode. So that wraps it up for this edition for the Kennedy Mile Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode on the Legal Talk Network's page for the show. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site where you can find archives of all of our previous podcasts along with transcripts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, remember you can reach out to us on Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, you can always leave us a voicemail. We love to get voice messages to talk about on our B segment. That number is 720-441-6820. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.